0: Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman, but what do we stay for?
1: Stay for the Anthony. Stay for the Anthony. Not much. We are going to do that. we got to make shirts. Yes. (laughs) It's going to happen. I mean, Phoenix Comic Con is coming up at the end of the month. (laughs) We've got to do it. It's a tight turnaround. I think we can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, If you're at Phoenix Comic Con you see somebody wearing something like that, we did not give them permission to do that. That's our idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Make sure, you get their name, their <laughs> phone number, their their address, and we're going to be coming after them.
1: Yeah, that's that's our genius idea yes. right there. <laughs> so, but, yeah.
0: Not a whole lot of Anthony in this episode. I was no. looking out for an Anthony.
1: There's a lot of hired
0: goons in this one, though. There's a lot of them. So today we watched POV. That's right. Yeah, the the Rashomon style until yes. they just sort of forget about that whole gimmick and just have Batman fight yes. mobsters for the last 10 minutes. Right.
1: <laughs> but uh, like I was talking about last week, um, right. this episode in uh, community college at the Pima <laughs> Community College here in Tucson, Arizona, I was required to watch one of our teachers plays. Uh, which I always thought was kind of dumb. You had to go to a teacher's play, pay Mm -hmm. a ticket, and then you had to write a three-page paper about it. And that play was Rashomon. And the whole time I'm watching it, uh, I'm like, well, this reminds me of Batman the Animated (laughs) Series, that episode called POV. I had no idea that that episode of Batman the Animated (laughs) Series is based on a movie called Rashomon. So... um, this is a funny thing where I thought I was super smart. I was like, oh, it's basically two goals. No, this yeah. idea had been around already. Yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to continue being the uncultured person in the room who has never watched any Akira Kurosawa <laughs> film, let alone Rashomon.
1: It's uh, for the play. Uh, it was really unique, actually. They had a stage and it was on a uh, spinning wheel. And so each act for each uh, character's point of view would spin around. And then the audience would watch that act. And then when it was time for somebody else's point of view, the storyline, the the stage, it was actually a really good play. I, I, as much as I hated it, I it was like, ah, <laughs> oh, God, I got to go. And it actually was pretty awesome. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. But we're here to talk about the one and only Batman. Yes,
0: the only Batman there is.
1: That's right. <laughs> Batman, the animated series. <laughs> so
0: we open up. We've got uh. Officers Montoya and Wilkes right. coming in to a sting operation already in progress by Detective Bullock. There's a warehouse on fire. He's Bullock sitting outside, kind of catching his breath. You're not sure if he's injured or... I'm, I'm guessing it's smoke inhalation? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but he's conscious, but not particularly ambu- ambulatory at this point. Right, And he's he's saying... Oh, well, okay. So first, they see some some mobsters climbing out the window with large burlap sacks. Right. Which is pulp cartoon logic for ah, oh, they are <laughs> they are stealing things. They are committing there's, thievery.
1: There's got to be money in those. Yeah. What could. else would you bring those large burlap sacks for? I I mean, they're not labeled with a dollar
0: sign, <laughs> so we can't have be been. sure. They should have been. Uh, how otherwise? How are you going to know which sack is full of dollars and which sack is full of cats?
1: Nice going, Bruce Tim. Yeah. Ready to muck it up. <laughs> But um, so they're leaving, uh, they're escaping. Yep. But as Bullock points out, there's more inside.
0: Yep. So they split up. Wilkes goes after the the burglars escaping into the alley. Montoya goes into the warehouse, and then we cut to a uh, police. Actually, we don't get a sense of the room because it's a really cool shot. It's just you know a spotlight of, of uh, creating a circle of light just in a void. But we're to understand this is somewhere in the police station. It's an interrogation room or an Mm -hmm. office or something. Yeah. And the three of them, Bullock, Montoya, and Wilkes lined up in chairs. Well, commissioner Gordon sits behind a desk and what did we figure out? His name was Hackle. His name is
1: Hackle Mackle. Mackle? I'm going to say Hackle.
0: I wrote it down in my notes. Smart. I was a good boy (laughs) at this time. Smart move. Yeah, hackle. Hackle. Up up until then in my notes, because we don't find his name until the end, I'd been calling him Lieutenant Vestman. We, Yeah, we... (laughs) You wrote that? (laughs) Yes, I did.
1: (laughs) I want a Lieutenant Vestman action figure. (laughs) I want Anthony t-shirts and I want Lieutenant Vestman action figure. Um, uh, but yeah, we we're I'm assuming he's a DA, but he's referred to as a lieutenant.
0: Yeah, it's really confusing because I, again, I am just—I'm wondering what kind of police department Gordon is running, where somebody can just because he's trying to stick up for his officers. Yeah, yeah. and this guy is—is is just
1: going out. You bungled up the whole operation. I, I guess they put out a lot of money as a yeah. uh, as a way to get this drug lord. Yeah, to steal the money with or, his hired goons. I,
0: I guess they're the mechanics of this whole operation are just lost on me. <laughs> It's some kind of sting operation. $2 million of police or DA or some kind of money is involved. Mm-hmm. They're stealing the money and Vestman Hackles is trying to figure out who to pin Vestman this on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Bullock's trying to throw anybody under the bus that he can think of. Oh, Batman was there and uh, he, he bungled it. And also these two guys like, were late.
1: They were late. He keeps repeating that. They yeah. were late. So this is the part of the story where we're going to do the Rashomon, which yeah. is three different points of view on that night. Harvey's is first. Harvey, his point of view is kind of interesting because he's clearly lying.
0: Yeah. What, we get what to we... see
1: everything he did, but his uh, narration is con- counter contradicting.
0: Yeah, because at one point he says, Yeah, so, you know, I went in and I'm sneaking in, and there was a loud noise. It must have been Batman. You see him accidentally stumbling over a tin can. (laughs) can. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, And he did go in without the rest of the team, the. Um, I, I guess this they were supposed to work as a team and going together.
0: Oh, yeah, and his his justification was he says, Well, I saw that Batman was there and he went in first and I figured this is going down, I gotta follow him, I gotta make sure he doesn't mess this up.
1: Which isn't true. He went in, and then we do see a little shadow of Batman's ears as he's watching uh this situation unfold. Yeah,
0: so which is is interesting because everything else is Something that could have been seen from the POV of the person talking—that is not. We see the ears after he's eg- entered the door, right? So we are seeing an objective viewpoint of what actually happened, while hearing his account of what happened, which but is a his little account weird.
1: is all false. So yes. we're getting the true story, even though he's lying. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it slide. I think it works. Yeah. Well, and
0: his, his story is a little weird too, because he's very vague at points. He says, yeah, I had, you know, again, playing up the the distinction between what he's saying and what's happening. We see him, actually, we see him kicking some, a goodly amount of ass.
1: Yeah. He loses his gun, but he's still able to carry himself. I mean, he's. Not a shaped cop, but he can still, you know. Yeah,
0: he's fighting off, you know, three or four of these mobsters as yeah. a, at a time, and and more than holding his own before finally Batman has to come save him from the burning building.
1: Yeah, and uh, do we know why there's a fire in the building at this point? We do. We
0: see that too because one of the one of the mobsters has an axe. Oh, that's a fire right. Axe and. Bullock's able to, like, wrestle the axe away from him, he ah, takes a swing right. and hits a fuse box. A bunch of sparks go off. Yeah, that's and right.
1: That's all it takes.
0: Yeah, well, in, in <laughs> cartoons,
1: everything is soaked with, with kerosene exactly. at all times.
0: That's just how it works.
1: <laughs> so the fire uh, Batman saves Bullock, but in Bullock's narration, luckily I was there to save his butt. Yeah. But, like, to hear
0: the narration, if I am... A- interrogating him and trying to get a picture of what's happening. All he says is Batman bungled the whole thing. Right. But he doesn't say how it's a very non-specific narration past a certain point. We
1: still really kind of understand this thing. It's they're breaking into a vault to get money that they it's for a drug Lord that they purposely put this money in a vault that. Yeah. We don't see him
0: peddling drugs. We see him stealing this money from a warehouse. Right. But I don't know. You're not allowed to show drugs on T. Te- I think I think drug is just code word for, hey, this is a really bad guy. Just trust us.
1: I think they just said drug lord because, I mean, that's another little PSA to kids. Hey, kids, drugs are bad. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. Yeah. And- but we never see any drugs. So he could have just been you know, yeah. Mob boss. Could have called him mob boss.
0: Could have, but yeah, this is, you know, this is in the mid nineties when dare was a big thing in the schools still. And to a, to a child of our age in the nineties, drug is just (laughs) a blanket. Like, Oh, okay. He's a bad guy. It's like, it's like calling. It's like uh shooting Nazis in a video game. (laughs) Oh, they're Nazis. They're evil. I'll shoot them. It's okay.
1: So, but then we go to, uh, back to the interrogation room and Vestman Hackle. <laughs> uh, he's saying, so maybe you were actually trying to get the money yourself. And Commissioner Gorn don't like to hear that. And he's like, hey, these are my cops here. You're you're talking trash about. Yep. And then uh, what's the new the rookie? The rookie, Wilkes. Wilkes. Okay. Yes. So Wilkes says, you know, hey, it's I'll I'll tell you my version, which yep. His version is he's going after the people who had broken out of the building when it was on fire. Yep. Because Montoya and him split up. His version is he goes after those that got out of the glass window. Uh, and they're uh, they're in a car uh, that is like a... God, it's like a kind of like a dump truck. No, not a dump truck. I'm sorry. It's a semi-truck. Comes down, the car comes towards him. He's going to get run over, but Batman's there to save him.
0: Yeah, and he's attributing potentially supernatural powers to Batman, which we can see is all gadgets.
1: Yes, but that's nice because, once again, I like the idea of Batman isn't really well-known. He's still kind of a mythical...
0: Yeah, and, and Wilkes says, I'd heard of him, but I'd never seen him yeah. before. And that's kind of like, seems to be about where Batman's at at this point in his history. Like... Some people have
1: had encounters, stories are going around. He's the boogeyman to, you know, the criminal element of Gotham. So his version is great because, like you said, it's very, he's throwing out these uh, spike. Yeah, caltrips. But to him, it was like uh, sparks or something like that, he says. And then the car, you know, flips. And then he points his finger, but it's not. He's pointing his uh, bat grapple. And he shoots the door. But we've never seen this. The yeah. grappling hook has an electricity effect that blows the car door open
0: because that's easier than just walking over there and opening the door, I exactly. guess. Exactly.
1: So <laughs> but to him he pointed a finger and laser shot out. So <laughs> that's just nice because we still think of Batman as this mythological creature of the night. So his version is definitely more uh like superstitious.
0: Yeah. So then we, we cut back again to the interrogation chamber, and now we're going to get Montoya's version of the story. Right. I say version, but now you would know this. My understanding is in Rashomon, it's different versions of the same story, Right. right? This is like there is no overlap between any of these stories. This is just here's what was happening in the building, here's what was happening outside the building.
1: Yeah, yeah. And once again, my I saw the play, so I right. don't know what the Akira Kurosawa version was actually like. So the play, I mean who knows? <laughs> yeah. That could have been totally different. But uh Montoya's version is in the building. Right. Uh we get to see her um what's the there's the driller. And they they have a scuffle, a fight.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the... So yeah, bunch of, bunch of mobsters in this episode. One of them in particular has a very unique character design. He's got like gray hair and kind of a long face mm-hmm. with full lips. And yeah, he pulls out a power drill, like yeah. big two-handed drill. And he's <laughs> threatening Montoya with this. Okay. And he's
1: voiced by Ron Perlman. We looked him up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is not the only time. We'll, we'll see you, more Ron Perlman in or, the future. Or you could just go on the internet and figure it out right now. But yeah. he has done other voices for Batman, the animated series. But uh, So, obviously, Batman is, in this version, helps save Montoya. Um, yeah. That's really all you really need for that version. Yeah.
0: And at, at the <laughs> end, Montoya thinks he's dead. Like, oh, a bunch of... Uh, like scaffolding is collapsing in the fire. Right. He pushes Montoya out of the way, but he gets buried in the burning rubble. Right.
1: And uh, then we cut back to the interrogation room, where Vessman Hackle <laughs> says, uh, "Give me your badges." Yep, you're, you're all you're suspended. All oh, we forgot the the rookie said that he thought he heard the word doc.
0: Uh, watch yeah. up, doc.
1: Yes. And, which will come in at this point. <laughs> yeah, we get a,
0: get a couple of clues in various versions of the story. The word "doc," which they immediately think "doc," "doc," "doctor," "Doctor
1: Do- Who." Doctor.
0: Dr. Dre, you don't know. <laughs> it could be. You don't know me. But it turns out it's the thing what what has boats on it.
1: Uh, docks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the Gotham docks. Gotham docks, of, of course. course. Not the Metropolis docks. Those are in Metropolis. She figures this out while she's on a subway train <laughs> yeah. going by the docks. She's like, oh, docks. And then she's, maybe I need to alert. No, she wants to do this on her own. Yeah. Which is good. You yeah. Know.
0: And they also heard, in one of the POV stories, the, the name Hathcock. And it turns out there's a Hathcock warehouse right. at the Gotham Dock. So she goes to investigate, and the mobsters have Batman tied up there.
1: But it turns out Batman's just biding his time. Right. Uh, he's waiting for the drug lord. And, uh, there's the, the driller guy and another guy who is playing with the utility belt and, uh, some pink paint goes on his face. (laughs) So, but, uh,
0: yeah. I like to think that this is just like, you know, if you pull a fire alarm in a public school, it sprays ink all over your hands. Is
1: that really true? Does that happen?
0: I, I, I know there are, I don't know if that's like a universal thing, but yeah, that is a thing that happens some places. I like to think that
1: this is just Batman, just in case he ever loses his utility belt, <laughs> yeah. he, he will know who's been messing with it. Well, I mean, it helps us kind of, because like you said, there are a lot of hired goons, almost uh, yeah. too many hired goons. You lose track of who's who.
0: You do, except for Ron Perlman. He's, He's
1: got a very unique design. Yeah. He's clearly the one that you should be paying attention to. Uh, but Batman escapes, he was letting them tie him up this whole time. So. Yeah uses uh, this secret knife that he had in his gloves and cuts himself down. Yep. uh, Fights Fights. (laughs) a couple of
0: them off and then turns his back on one one of them to undo the
1: rest of his restraints. Mm
0: -hmm. And that one pulls a gun on Batman but gets karate
1: chopped by Montoya. Montoya's in the fight now. Yep. So, and she's very, you know, I thought you were dead. And he's like, save it.
0: (laughs) So... And the rest of the episode, the whole third act is really just a big, elaborate set piece doc fight between Batman and Montoya and about a dozen mooks.
1: And that yeah, uh, one of the mooks actually kind of looked like Bruce Wayne a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, there is kind of a comical scene where the Ron Perlman guy, he's knocked into the water, he's climbing up this ladder to get out, off the, or out of the water, and then he gets knocked back down again. That's... Kind of fun. But, yeah. Uh... But
0: one bit that stuck out to me. So one of them is like driving away on a runaway <laughs> forklift. Yep. And Batman, you know, swoops in, fights him off. The forklift goes off of the dock. Mm-hmm. Batman jumps off. Forklift goes flying off the dock into a ship that the main drug lord is escaping on. Right. Crashes through the hull. The ship springs a leak. And then... Because... Sp- I'm assuming if the drug lord was trying to escape, it would have been moving away from the dock. Mm -hmm. But then in the next shot, it's moving back towards the dock and crashes into
1: it. I don't think the physics quite line up there. There could have been, that could have been explained. Maybe there was an editing thing because I was doing a little research, but we'll get back to that. (laughs) Um, So Montoya uses this kind of crane uh, claw. (laughs) Claw! and uses that to uh, capture the drug lord, who the only thing you can kind of tell what he is, is he has a monocle.
0: Yeah, I... I saw him, I immediately thought Clock King. Thank you! Okay, yes. you too. Same All page, right. dude. Yeah, same page.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Clock King too, but he's not that Yeah, great. he's not... Yeah, <laughs> he's... yeah.
0: and you never see him. He's only ever in the shadows. You right. see that he's got a monocle, and I think you can see that he's holding a cane. But he's and got that's... the
1: same build. He's skinny guy, kind yeah. of top, whatever. It's, I mean, so, but <laughs> Riddler's he's... got that look too. So.
0: Yeah, but he's such a non-character that yeah. at the end of the
1: day, who cares? We never find out who the drug lord is.
0: Yep, he's he's captured... Montoya, Wilkes, and Bullock get their badges returned. They're reinstated to the force. Yep. Sort of inexplicably, because Montoya is kind of the hero of the day here. Wilkes and Bullock didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Montoya is the one who hands Bullock his badge back. Like, she's... The vestman's giving her all the credit, and she says, No, this was a team effort. Yeah. The the three of us did it. Bullock, here you go. Like... He was just trying to throw you under the bus. That is a very magnanimous yeah. gesture on Montoya's part. Yeah, that's true.
1: All right. uh, I, uh, you got to <laughs> sell the storyline of, you know, be a team player. <laughs> so, I,
0: yeah, I guess that's the, the more you know, moral of the day.
1: <laughs> but uh, as I was doing a little research on this, okay. this episode ran incredibly long. Oh. Apparently there were flashback scenes. One of the flashbacks was uh, Montoya as a child. uh, She got really mad when somebody called her a liar, which came into play in this episode, why she got so mad. Hmm. They called her a a liar. Also, there was a flashback scene for Bullock. Uh, Apparently, Bullock was playing football, and his dad, who would root him on, would tell him, hey, don't be a team player, be the star, Ah. which would explain why he went into the situation without his backup. And then I guess there's some miscellaneous fight scenes that went on a little too long, too. So there might have been a really large story here that had to be compressed to the, what, Uh, 25 minutes or so, 22 minutes?
0: Yeah, well, that would explain a lot because, yeah, this gets a little disjointed sometimes. And, yeah, knowing that uh, some material wound up on the cutting room floor, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: It would have helped. At the same time, I mean, I don't think... Those scenes that were cut out, I was fine until I just now looked them up. And yeah. Like, oh wow, that would have really fleshed out some stuff. That's fine. Yeah, would have been nice. So
0: we had a lot of mooks here. None of them were Anthony. None of them were. Where is he? I've, I don't, I don't I don't know. Wanna know. <laughs> I I want to know too. But but we do have to ask. So let's let's focus on on Ron Perlman. Okay. On a scale of one to Anthony, how many Miller Anthony's You're how how are you feeling uh,
1: he's, he's He's not even.
0: I mean, he's got, he's got a cool design. He
1: has a cool design. He kind of looks like Ron Perlman. A
0: little bit. Yeah. It's, and I'm always a big fan of modeling your, your animated characters after your voice actors. I'm
1: wondering if they did, you know, do that. They yeah. took a picture of him and they gave him to the, whatever animation studio, maybe in Here Korea. And they're like, Hey, Megan look like that.
0: Maybe, maybe. So he's got that going for him. He's got, he can be intimidating. Like
1: he's got a drill.
0: Yeah. He's got a drill. He, he, he manages to sell that drill and a drill is not an easy thing to sell.
1: He's listed in the the credits as driller. Okay. So (laughs) without the drill though, who is he? Anthony yeah. is Anthony, no matter what.
0: Yeah, it's true. Like, I'm going to say 400 milli-Anthonys. That's less than half of an Anthony. Not, <laughs> you know, not <laughs> terrible,
1: but... Definitely, <sighs> not not nearly Anthony quality. I, no, would never. Anthony had heart. Who, me? Yeah. Anthony had some spunk. He had some charisma. This guy just had a drill and a menacing stare.
0: Yeah. You know, not nothing, but not Anthony. Yeah,
1: there's no Anthony.
0: All right. Well, now that we've established that, (laughs) does this episode hold up? Yes. I'm going to disagree.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: I think it's, it had some cool ideas, which it stole from Akira Kurosawa, and that's fine. I'm, you know, pay your homages, but it doesn't do it particularly well.
1: I like this one because I would view this as more of an, uh, this was an episode I think was more for the parents than it was for the kids. Uh, This one was more, I mean, there's no super villain really. And it's got kind of an adult theme. You're doing three different points of view. Kids don't normally see that on standard animated uh, afternoon cartoons. So, I kind of, I like this one. I, like
0: I mean, it. it's, it's all right. I, I think the highlight of the episode was definitely Wilk's story where you, it's always fun to see somebody seeing Batman from the outside right. and figuring out what to make of this guy, all right. but it kind of, once the POV, you know, let's tell the different stories. Once that was over, mm-hmm. it just kind of descended into silliness and I never got a clear sense of the stakes because the way the way Gordon runs his police department is still just a mystery to me.
1: <laughs> he really does he has madness going on. He, there's no it's very uh disorganized. Yeah, the <laughs> Gordon's police force.
0: And and every time we see him so far like his his only function and I like Gordon From later episodes, but these early episodes, all he does is stand around and go, no, you can't blame this on Batman. No, my policemen are honest. Yeah. Except for Bullock, who is obviously not. But we like him anyway, for some
1: reason. (laughs) Because we have to. The the writers really wanted us to like Bullock.
0: (laughs) I mean, I like Bullock as a character. He's a a piece of shit, obviously. (laughs) But and and again his face is so expressive he is such a fun presence anytime he is on screen i like me some bullock yeah it's time to drop some serious science
1: oh man so we we ah, we didn't agree on it though so how do we do this well
0: i mean maybe this can help us clarify because it's one thing to say did this hold up or did it not it's another to to stack it up against
1: another episode i was afraid we're gonna have to knife fight I challenge you to a battle of knives. Knife fight!
0: No, we, we do that only over women and the last slice of pizza.
1: Got it, alright. Sweet.
0: Alright, our current list. Eventually this is going to get too long for me to read it out every time, but for the sake of argument this time. Number one, Pretty Poison. Number two, The Last Laugh. Number three, Nothing to Fear. Number four on Leather Wings, number five Christmas with the Joker, and at a distant number six, the Underdwellers. Yep. Let's see where this one stacks up. Is this episode POV better or worse than Nothing to Fear?
1: Oh, ah, uh, no.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with worse. Yeah. Um,
1: it's... Nothing to fear. I mean, we had talked about that in a previous episode. That is a great. Yeah. If you've never watched Batman, you want to, you know, let's say, hey, any. 5 episodes to choose from, maybe not 5, maybe 10 in. Yeah. This is a great jumping off point is that episode. This one not so much. Yeah.
0: Nothing to Fear is not perfect, but it's solid. Also, it's yeah. got Anthony.
1: It's got Anthony <laughs> and you've got a super villain and you get a motive and you get, you know, the music and you get the style. There was a lot of storyline going in. There's a lot of storyline going into POV. And the animation is great. We didn't really talk yeah, about that. The animation but, is good in this.
0: It's yeah, great. definitely not the best we've seen so far animation-wise, but it's up there.
1: I'm going to say the lighting. The lighting. Yeah. Uh, the interrogation room, the fire. Um, you know, I got to say it's, like you said, not the best animated, but it's it's good.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's up against some stiff competition there. The, yeah. I think the animation, like from a technical standpoint, isn't maybe quite as smooth as or as expressive as some we've seen, but the lighting and the direction and the camera work really bring it home.
1: There was that one shot where Driller, after he cracks the safe, it's Mm -hmm. just his lower jaw. He makes a smile and he Mm -hmm. says, got it. But the whole episode isn't that detailed, but that one shot, (laughs) it kind of stuck out. It was like, holy crap. That looks like some from the pilot.
0: All right. Well, let's see. Continuing to narrow it down, is this better or worse than number six, the Underdwellers. I say it's better. Yeah, I will still take this one over the Underdwellers. Yeah. The for as pretty, as well animated as that was Yeah, this What it comes down to is the Underdwellers was just boring for long stretches. And this had some problems, but Just keeping track of the plot holes at least kept my attention.
1: (laughs) I I will, I mean, say what you will, it's unique. Uh, I can understand if somebody didn't like POV, but at least it's different. I got to give them some props for creativity.
0: All right, we're homing in on it now. Is this better or worse than number five, Christmas with the Joker? Oh, I'm going to say worse. I, I think now we're close, but I would give Christmas with the Joker, just for the fun factor, I would give it the edge.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Christmas was better. Yeah.
0: All right. But
1: well, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah. It's it's close. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to compare because they are such different episodes. This, yeah. This one aims higher than Christmas with the Joker did, but I think it realizes what it's going for less well.
1: Yeah once again, I've got the the, the feels yeah. <laughs> for Christmas with the Joker. <laughs> I'm going to go with Christmas is better.
0: All right. Well, that puts this week's episode POV on the number five. No, the number six spot. The new okay. number six spot below Christmas with the Joker, but above the Underdwellers.
1: Okay. We had a good little run there where every episode was, was getting better and better. And now now we're... Uh, I might seem extra critical and maybe I am,
0: but with the exception, like the Underdwellers, I think is the only one that I would say, eh, just skip it. Like even, even this one. So, you know, I guess maybe amend when I said it doesn't hold up. Like it doesn't hold up in the sense that it's not as good as I thought it was as a kid. It's still watchable.
1: Yeah. Um, see, I'm kind of the, I, I say, watch this one. I say POV is good, but clearly not the best. Yeah. But
0: let's see what we've got coming up next week. Next week, we've got, in production order, episode eight, The Forgotten, in which, while investigating the disappearances of Gotham's homeless in an undercover disguise, (laughs) Bruce Wayne is kidnapped and imprisoned in a chain gang mining camp, suffering from amnesia. Alfred must track him down, help him escape, and free the rest of the prisoners. I
1: totally forgot about that. That title? <laughs> okay, now I remember that one.
0: Yeah, it's a forgettable title. I remembered this one because I've got I I'm so every episode has those beautiful title cards yeah. at the beginning, and I've been using those as our episode art for each episode. So I've just got a uh, what is it? Imager page, mm-hmm. open tab open on my browser all the time. And I might not have remembered the title of the episode, but it shows like a chain link fence with a shadow. Right. And yeah, and yeah, those title cards bring it right back to me every time. <laughs> Mostly what I remember about this episode is that the villain is a sweaty southerner in a fat suit, and he's always eating. Yeah, or a, a white suit. He's fat, the suit is white. Yep. He's also white. He's white and
1: fat. Yes.
0: <laughs> His suit is white. He's a
1: very white man. <laughs> yes.
0: It's definitely. White all over. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't, I, I could be remembering wrong, but was Bruce's disguise matches Malone? Is this the first matches Malone sighting? Oh, we Oh,
1: dang. You know, I don't remember. Yeah. What? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out
0: next time. Yeah. But I remember liking this episode.
1: I remember liking it, but uh, I don't think it's in my, my favorites. But I mean, hey, I haven't seen this in one in a while, so yeah,
0: it's been been a while. So we'll we'll catch up next time. In the meantime, you can find me at, at hbi2k on Twitter or Twitch.tv/slash Ben
1: Creighton. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Weisky TV, also on Facebook and Instagram at Weisky TV. And that's where
0: you can find us. You can also find us always on Anchor.fm. There's a support button there. Anchor.fm/slash Bat Rankings. If you just go to bat, to Anchor.fm, you'll find many other quality podcasts which you shouldn't follow. Yeah, follow not, us. That's to them. Yeah, that's to the, <laughs> what? Have, what have they ever done for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're giving
1: you the gift of Batman, the real Batman, the, the only Batman.
0: Yeah. So if you like what you heard, hit that uh, support button. You can pledge $1, 5 or $10 a month. Help us keep the lights on. And just let us know that you appreciate the time we spend putting this out for you. We do appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Kenny, did you have fun this week? Yes, I did. So did I. Let's do it again next week. Sounds good. All right.